Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. I pray that you give everyone ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 3, beginning in verse 1. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh, and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions, and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up, and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes, Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I will get it when you have it with you. Do not devise evil against your neighbor for he dwells by you for safety's sake. Do not strive with a man without cause, if he has done you no harm. 
Do not envy the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. Friends, today I have a special guest. I have my wife Judy on, and she is coming on for the third time. And it is such a blessing to have you on, hon. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. You know, we just uh, read Proverb 3, and Proverb 3 is one of my favorite Proverbs, but which verse would you like to share today with the audience? Well, I think I've done this before. It was my mother's favorite two verses, and uh, really they've become mine too. Um, that is, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And that's my favorite verse. I love that word trust. If you really think about it, trust is just another word for faith. Faith, faith in the Lord, faith in God, faith with all your heart, not keeping anything back, not saying, mm, I don't know if he's going to come through for me or not. Um, maybe I need to help myself and do things on my own but it's trusting in the Lord and turning things over to him because I don't have the understanding for everything. I don't know the future, but if I acknowledge him and he will direct my paths. You know, that's so good. And that comment reminds me of first Peter chapter five, where it says, place all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Right. And he does care for us. But but, hon, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Karis. You know, it's been four and a half months since we have graduated, and I kind of kept this slot open. And most of the time, I do these recordings almost a year in advance, and in some cases over a year. But I knew by the time that this was going to be published that we would be back at home and that things would be back to being in Florida. And it's so different being in Florida as opposed to being in Colorado. Mm -hmm. For two years, we were under the word of God, four hours a day, five days every week. And we had wonderful teaching. We met a lot of great people. But now we have settled back into our routine in Florida. And granted, we had just purchased this home prior to going to Colorado but how do you feel about everything that's transpired? How do you feel? Are you happy? We went to Karis. Are you happy to be back in Florida? Well, yes and yes. I'm happy we went to Karis, and I'm happy to be back in Florida, especially for the kids and grandkids. I really, really, really enjoy being with them. That's a, a treat for me, and I think what a blessing it is to be able you know, to be able to be here for them. Um, I didn't have a grandmother, and I've mentioned this before. I didn't have grandparents growing up, and I just, I think I really missed out, and I love, I love the connections that I have with them. Um, I do miss being in the Word all the time. It's hard, difficult to 
stay in it four hours a day. And plus on Sundays we did it in Colorado. It was pretty constant and Saturdays studying too. So it was really full time. And, and then you could go for afternoons to extra sessions or healing school or whatever. And that was also really good too. Um, I just, I miss that, but I am keeping in touch with a few people, not a lot, but a few. And Hopefully, we'll get back there and see them again. That's what I'm hoping. You know, it's it's so important. But, you know, if you would, thinking back and reflecting upon two years, and I know that years ago you had once talked about going to Karis. That, that, that was over like 10 years ago. And now that we've gone and you have actually experienced it, how important do you think going to Karis was and how would you encourage anyone thinking about going to Karis about the importance of going? I just think it's such an important time to just be alone with God, taking the time. And I remember that when we went there, I remember God saying, I've got your back. I'm going to take care of you this two years, even though it seemed like a long time. And I thought, oh, it's a long time to be away from our family and and um, just kind of backing away from everyday life. And I thought, I don't know. And God just, I really do feel like this was a God thing. He wanted us to go, and we learned, and we grew. And I think that it's just putting everything we knew into applying it to our lives and living it out. We just need to apply what we learned and live it out each day. And I do know that uh, friends that are there have, are actually still in second year, some in third year, but they are, they're really growing in the Lord. And to see the changes that are happening in them, and, and it strengthened us. It strengthened me, too, to go. It's I think what it does is, is, you know, I wanted to just kind of bow out of things for a while, especially after 2020. It was felt like life was just going into constant turmoil, confusion. And I think one thing that I feel now is that it really doesn't matter all the swirling confusion around us. We can have peace. We can have peace in the middle of it all. And know that God takes care of his own, just like he did the children of Israel. My granddaughter is studying about that, about the plagues and everything. And the Lord, he took care of them. He delivered them. And he does the same for us when we put our trust and our faith in him. You know, and, and that uh, reminds me of my favorite verse, Romans 8, 6. And it says, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is is life and peace. Do you feel that you're walking in that life and peace right now that we have gone to Karis and have this under our belts? Well, I think I think I am. You know, even though life isn't perfect, everything isn't cherries and roses. There are issues sometimes. I feel like that I walk in peace and I know that he's taking care of me. Um, I feel like lately the Lord has told me that three things, actually. He said, um, and these are really significant to me because I've had some health challenges. He said, and I, I know this was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just me thinking it. 
He said, you're stronger than you think you are. And the second thing was, you're healthier than you think you are. And the third thing is, what would it be if you just lived like that were true? How would you act? What would you do differently? And it's been making me, you know, I think about it all the time. How would I live life? Would I do anything differently? And sometimes I think I would. Well, you know, I, you know, I can't help but think about this. I, I often think that you should live your life every day as though it's going to be your last day on earth. And really, I think if everyone approached life that way and just be at peace, like you mentioned, be at peace, have no worries. Paul makes that so clear in his book to the Philippians, he says, do not worry about anything. Matthew says the same thing in his gospel. Do not worry about anything. And yet most people in this life worry all the time. It's like their natural way of being. And I do not believe that you can worry and be at peace at the same time. To me, they contradict each other. So anyway, um, we celebrated your daughter's birthday yesterday, and I always enjoy having birthdays and going through that. But if you would, go back to when she was born that day so many years ago, and I know you don't want to mention her age, but if you would, talk about that day when she was born and having a child for the first time. Well, I tell you, life is so precious. It's <clears throat> truly a gift from God, and I knew that then and know it now that there's nothing more precious than a child. And I remember after she came, holding her in my arms and thought, she will be my friend forever. It was, uh, you know, looking at this beautiful little baby and seeing that, and she has grown up into a beautiful woman with a beautiful family of her own. I couldn't ask for anything more. She's such a blessing. I, I don't know what I would do without her. She's just um, so enriched my life. And my son, too. I have a son, too, later. And that's, you know, both children have enriched my life. Well, you know, I, I certainly agree. And, and between us, we have three kids. You know, my daughter just celebrated her birthday a few days ago as well. And, you know, it's neat to have seven grandkids. And we are blessed to have a special guest today. We have our fourth grandchild with us today. And, and she experienced Karis. Um, she was able to come the last two weeks. We were at Karis. So I know many of you listening today will recognize this voice. And I know many of you got to meet her. But after being back in Florida, having been in Colorado about five months ago, what I'd like for you to do is go ahead and tell the audience how important was it going to Colorado and experiencing everything that you did over those two weeks? Well, it was really fun, and it snowed, and it was, it was fun with my grandparents. But, yeah, I prayed for snow. I prayed for snow, and the next morning... I heard my grandma say, is that snow? And I rushed down, and there was, like, snow, but it was, like, kind of slush, but then after, like, an hour, 
or half an hour. It was like really snow. And a matter of fact, if I recall correctly, it actually snowed nine inches that day. And I know you and uh, Juju got to uh, build a snowman, and I know that was a lot of fun for you. But do you remember anything about any of the people that we met there and going to classes? Well, a lot of the people that I think I remember, they were nice, and the classes... I know they were talking about the Bible, and they were looking up verses, and I had a little Bible, and I left a couple of verses with them, too. Good. That's so neat. And, you know, one last thing. I know you are being homeschooled, so one of the things I like about you being homeschooled is this curriculum that your mom has picked. Like today, we were talking about um, the uh, plagues in Egypt that, you know, God placed on Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And I think it's wonderful that you're learning stories of the Bible in school. So what do you think about that? Well, it is history, and I'm doing history. And the history from what I'm doing in the curriculum is about the Bible. Well, not the Bible, but, like, stuff that happened in the past, like, like in the Bible, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just a reminder that everything in the Bible basically is historical. And I know that many people look at the Bible as an obsolete book. It's something that doesn't pertain to our times today. Most people, or many people, think that the Bible is just an old book and doesn't, you know, relate to everyday life now. But I, I disagree with that. I, it's all historical. And what's so neat about the Bible is everything in the Bible basically has been proven. And all of the prophecies that were given in the Bible have come to fruition. At least most of them have, and those that haven't will come to pass. Hun, do you have any questions to ask before I get back to you? Well, I guess a question I would ask is, does she remember some of the things that people went out of their way? to do for her there. There were several things that happened and people were just really generous with her and sweet to her. And I just, maybe you could talk about that. Well, I know that one person is that um, they gave me a $40 gift card for the store. And yeah, I got some stuff for my uh, siblings and for myself. So that was really nice. And we got to play cards with some of my grandparents' friends. Right. And the, <clears throat> the couple from Africa, do you remember them? Yes. And um, the wife, she made a dress for me. Yeah, that was really special, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, hon, let's get back to you. Um, I was wondering, is there anything that you plan on doing as we move forward with Karis besides our Karis Bible study, which we're hoping to begin in January, but is there anything that you plan on starting having to do with Karis and tell us what that would be? Well, I think the main thing would be just to go ahead and apply for becoming a teacher, too, 
in a Bible study along with Bill and the two of us being able to do it together and to take that wherever the need may be. It doesn't have to be in our house or online. I mean, you can take it to the prisons. You could take it to a, a women's ministry place anywhere. So those are things that we could do in the future. You know, that's so good. You bring that up, and I'm still waiting for the Lord to um, let me know if he wants me to go into the jails or maybe even a nursing home. I know we began when we first met that we started a nursing home, and we had a nursing home ministry for three or four years, and that was very special. But I'm not wanting to do that until I have a word from the Lord, what he wants us to do. So if you would, let the audience know what it is that is keeping you busy these days and what you have your heart set to do going forward. Well, my grandchildren definitely are a priority. Um, so I love getting together with them and helping my daughter as much as possible. And then when we can get over to see son and and daughter in um, another city, which is nice. But um, that's my main thing is my ministry is here right now. And then thinking about in the future, maybe doing some political things with the school board because there's just so much that's happening. And I was a teacher and I understand what it's like to be in the school system, even though it's changed quite a bit in, let's see, seven years. So <clears throat> those are things I'm thinking about. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more question. If you would, just share with the audience anything that you might think about for people who still have not yet received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I know you've been a Christian all your life. You were raised in that environment, and yet there are still people who do not want that kind of life, or at least they don't think they do. They feel they have all the answers, but what would you say to someone who is teetering on the fence and is still questioning whether receiving Jesus is the right thing to do? Well, yes, I was raised up in church. I was around it all my life from, from being an infant to growing up, through growing up, but it didn't always walk in it the way that I should have. And I think I would say, to read your Bible and pray, like my mother would say. If I was going through something, she'd say, Honey, have you read your Bible and prayed about it? She wasn't judgmental with me, but she was always directing me back to the Word of God. And the Word will set you free. The Word will tell you what how to live. Like You can know right from wrong. You can know the path to follow. And it's not really about your righteousness or you doing the It's what Jesus did for you. Jesus did it all on the cross, and when we recognize that, accept the gift that he gave to us, then we want to live for him. We want to live holy lives. We want to do right with others, and um, it, it just gives you a peace and takes away confusion. So if anyone is feeling confused and not at peace, the world doesn't offer that to you. Things don't offer it to you. You can't find that in material possessions that you just turn your life over to him, and he will supply that need for you. You know, you brought up a good point, hon, that I'd kind of like to discuss a little bit. And you talked about directing your children 
to reading the Bible, especially for those of you listening today who have older kids, and they are no longer kids, that they are adults. And friends, listen to me. We should not try to tell them what to do. What we can do with our adult children is pray for them, and just like you said, you can direct them to reading the Bible. We are not they're, not, they're, they're still our children, but they are adults now, so they have to follow their own path, but we can always direct them to the Bible. So I'm glad you brought that up, but if you would, go ahead and lead anyone who may be listening in the prayer to receive Jesus. If you're listening and you would like to feel this peace in you today, I would just say, do a simple prayer. Say, Father God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you that he died on the cross for me, for all of my sins. Thank you for the forgiveness of all of my sins. And thank you that he rose again from the dead and he's coming again. And I turn my life over to him this day. I purpose to live for Christ all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much, hon, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And for anyone listening today, if anyone repeated that prayer, I um, ask that you go on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. If you would, click on that contact tab. Give me your name. Give me your information. Let me know you said that prayer, and I'd like to get back with you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.